You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. Scream Squad here. I'm Chad. This is TC. We got Hello. Kim right next to me. Tough. Not literally because we're like all over the United States, but you, you get my vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, today. Vibing. Oh, oh, we're vibing hard. We're vibing. Today, we're talking about role play. I felt like we needed to spice our relationship up with a little bit of. Because you, you got to admit, guys, this marriage, you know, it's a little stale. It's a little stale. And it would help if uh, you guys weren't off being secret uh, assassins. That's not much of a secret now. (laughs) While I'm sitting at home with the kids, you know, being a dad. But uh, I think we should uh, spice up our marriage and uh, make up some assumed names and, uh, you know, see where it leads us. Where does it lead us? Bill Nighy trying to kill you because he finds out you're an assassin and now you're like oh no what am i gonna do my family and my my uh." (laughs) you can tell by my enthusiasm how like excited i am to talk about this movie called roleplay uh with kaylee kuko and uh david oyelowo practically being wasted kaylee kuko playing her funny bits that she does so well that i mean I was probably a, a minority in this room, but like I liked Big Bang Theory for how simple it was, and you know, sometimes you need a laugh track. I don't think she's cut out for being the action star. Not that I think she can't get there, but I don't think either the time or money was spent to train her to do this, nor was the money spent on hiring, you know, a decent action camera department to pull this look off. It just we go back to our last uh review which was lift it is very cookie cutter it's a cover of a really good song by like a mediocre band (laughs) if we're just listing people who weren't paid for this film we could also list the writers the director (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like 
costume designer. Like we we could go down a whole list, but. <laughs> Well, but now we're we're not dealing with uh, Netflix Overlord. We're we're over at uh, Amazon now, which they just have unlimited money. I mean, nobody has unlimited money. Amazon is close. They are they are taking our uh, yearly subscriptions to Prime and really spending their money well. <laughs> it we we just talked about Lyft. If anyone wants to hear the the double review that we did here, and this again feels like a checklist movie, and there there are genres that have their tropes and have their cliches and that's fine because the the best of those genres will elevate beyond those cliches uh, beyond those tropes and then you have like a unique spin on a very familiar formula and this is a very familiar formula this is your mr and mrs smith this is your uh, night and day killers uh mr nice true, true eyes. eyes yeah kaylee coco's secretly a spy secretly a, a government spook assassin and her husband is clueless about it until he finds out about it. And then, oh no, it all unravels. And there's there's two ways this movie went about this. It went the wacky fun route with, oh, they're in the minivan and the kids are being silly. And, oh, did I just kill a guy? Zoinks! You know, and then it also did a very serious, dramatic, you betrayed me. And and I, how can I ever trust you again? Our whole relationship is a lie. And then they mash those two together, and so you just got whiplash tonally back and forth through this movie. I think it should have been more of a dark comedy. Like I think they were very close to being that. It's a copy of a copy of a copy. So can you we know. can we all agree that this movie made the biggest mistake? This movie made was opening up on a assassination that what, what's her name Keiki Kaylee Kuoko Yeah Kuoko yeah Um Emma in the film is her name I'm going to go by that cuz I can't pronounce her <laughs> Two names of factors name. we can't pronounce but that's what Emma Emma in the film is the wife and she's also the secret assassin they open the film with her doing an assassination in a foreign country and then she comes back to the US and she meets back up with her family and the, the movie gives us very little time with the family. So when we're when we're trying to understand her character, we meet her as an assassin. She comes back home to her family. Honestly, the first interaction she has with her family, we're given the impression that she is absent-minded. She's forgetful. She doesn't remember her anniversary with her husband. She doesn't spend enough time with her children. So she's kind of an absent um, parent slash partner in her family unit. And she's a better assassin. And so right after that point, the movie's trying to drive home really hard that she cares so much about her family. But I think they made that initial mistake of showing her as a better assassin than a mom and a wife initially that now that they're the movie's trying to convince me that she's you know, all about her family. I don't really believe it because we never had that time with her as a mom, as a wife. And we, as soon as we meet her and her husband, they're having marital issues. They're, they're trying to spice up their marriage. And another big issue with that is her and the actor who plays her husband. I never felt they had any chemistry together. That was the biggest kind of like, Oh, this is killing me. You guys have no chemistry. What we've seen on screen is that you're not close as you as close as you used to be in your marriage. And the film wants us to be rooting for the marriage, rooting for the family, because 
the biggest, um, the conflict of the film is that her spy life bleeds into her family life. And she's trying to figure out a way to maintain her family life and get out of the spy life. But we never even saw her being a good fan, like a good person with her family. We've only seen her be a good spy. So looking at it from, you know, very far removed from this, I'm like, well, girl, you're a better spy than you are a mom and a wife. You should probably stick with that. And I think if the film had done more in in that first scene of showing, you know, her her taking care of her kids in some way or her being lovey with her husband in some way, I could have halfway through the movie. And, and this is like a two and a half hour film for some reason. But halfway through the film, when we're tr- when we're supposed to be rooting for her to save her her family we be uh, more invested in it. But as it were, as it were, we are, I'm, per- I was personally more invested in her staying as staying an assassin, staying a spy. I was like, you're better at that. That was the more interesting part of the film for me. I didn't really care about you and your husband because y'all had no chemistry. You flat out told us in the film, you have no spice left in your marriage. You had to go do this role play thing to kind of bring it back. So I don't know. There was a there was a disconnect for me in what the the film wanted the audience to to kind of root for and take away in what the film was showing us. Do you gentlemen kind of agree with where I'm coming from? I'm nodding through your entire piece right here, which you know translates really well to audio. The best version of this is True Lies. True Lies gave us Arnold Schwarzenegger kicking ass as a spy. He's he is a hundred percent capable of being a spy and. Jamie Lee Curtis is just the hapless housewife who who feels the marriage drifting apart, who feels the banality of their of their relationship. And those two worlds clashing together lead to the action sequences, lead to the drama and lead to the betrayal and the understanding. And and we get just enough of everything so that as it all comes together, it all comes together very well. James Cameron is a master director that is an excellent film. So if you're going to try to replicate that formula, it's not important. It's not as important to replicate the action. It's not as important to replicate the drama. It's important to replicate the relationships. Kim, you hit it on the nose. It's hard to care about these people because the chemistry isn't there. The, the relationship isn't established strong enough for us to be rooting for it to be saved. We want we want as an audience to root for this woman to find the balance, to be able to have everything she wants. And the movie got close. I think on the page, the first 30 minutes of this, up to the hotel, up to Billy Nye's introduction, everything's being placed on the board where it's going to depend on what happens after that. And after that, it got so messy. It never knew what tone it wanted to go for. Uh, David, David is uh, our our, uh, our our male protagonist here. When he admits his how betrayed he feels, he is turning in a dramatic Oscar level performance of like drama. There's no there's no cuteness behind it. Like the FBI is here. What are the FBI doing here? I'll be right with you. I just gotta. I'm talking to the plumber. The FBI is here, honey. Like, I'm not saying I want Kevin Hart. We've seen what he is capable of balancing. But the movie keeps trying to give us these silly things amidst very brutal deaths, like blood splattering, crimson mist death scenes uh, and and that heavy drama. And it just never the scales just keep bouncing back and forth. High point. 
of the film for me was when Bill Nighy came in because that was probably obviously he's one of the best actors of this generation of this age so he came in you could tell he was having so much fun with the role he was bringing a lot of life to his character and so he kind of plays a um another assassin who recognizes um emma the main the main character as a as a fellow assassin who's wanted who has a big bounty on her head and they have a, a bit of a verbal sparring match at a bar and that is probably the highlight of this film for me. And even the uh, following scene with him and her and how their kind of interaction ends is, again, another high point. After that point in the film, I was struggling to find another kind of interesting scene that I could really sink my teeth into because every other scene felt really confused in what it wanted to be. Was it an action scene, but it wasn't really filming action in a way that was interesting or with the husband, um, David, he had a lot of scenes that you could tell he was meant to be kind of a fish out of water as far as in this whole espionage um, assassination ring kind of world. And he was kind of, that guy who was like, what's going on? And trying to be funny. But uh, pretty much all of his comedic quote unquote scenes felt extremely flat and were actually painful to watch. Can I defend our man okay, David? Yes. Please do. I'll allow for... it. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, his character in general, he takes a literal bullet, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and he's told to play, you know, I don't care. I'm giving shit away. So in the third act, <laughs> She's supposed to kill him. And she shoots him in the gut clear through so she wouldn't, you know, hit any organs. She's like, you know, play dead. Blah. Um, and he survives. She takes out all the dudes, which is great. I, I love that there's a female action hero, whatever. But then all she does is like, hey, go stay with the kids. And I was like, you know, maybe if it was me as the dad in that situation, absolutely. Honey. I'm going to go bleed out and hang out with the kids playing <laughs> Nintendo Switch. But, like, this dude, the the good thing about True Lies, the cool thing about True Lies is eventually, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, like, gets mm -hmm, into it. Mm -hmm. and she helps out in a way. She may be not good at it, but at the end, she's a spy. Not that that had to be the same thing, but the reason why Mr. and Mrs. Smith works and True Lies work is that balance and there was no balance in those characters. He didn't have to be a killer, but he could have been smart in some other way to help the situation. Yeah, that's... that's yeah. yeah. There needs to be a reason why we root for these two characters to be together, and part of the way to pull that off is to see how well they work as a couple. He can still be the yes. bumbling husband, and there are moments of that, again, to kind of speak of the 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 incongruous nature of the comedy and the drama after, hey, 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 this is a gun. Okay, I'm going to just stay right here. And he's he's shivering with the gun and through the window of the car, you see her kick a guy's ass and he's sort of just hearing it going like, I'm just going to pretend. I... Well, that, that's okay. As a moment that works, that's that, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But stretched out over the rest of the movie, it's it. Th these two are both very capable actors. I think that they're both doing well in their roles but they don't have any chemistry together. And and I, it's not a fault of them as an actor. It's just, I think it's a fault of this movie to not have a, a, an idea of what it wants to be as a whole. And it, and it feels like Kaylee, Kaylee Coco, who produced this as well, is trying to put herself up there with a 
uh, as an action heroine to be if the the flight attendant has has some uh, suspensey drama kind of angles to it and and I feel like she's trying to break away from plain penny and I don't think she should I think she should she thrived in that role she's clearly capable of comedic timing I would I would love to see her play into that more you can't have the Connie Nielsen stuff which comes later in the movie is this very Jason Bourne level of drama as like deep cathartic character character moments being fulfilled and then undercutting that with like wacky family comedy time. It just annoyed me the further and further this movie went along and I would have liked either movie that it wanted to be. It just together didn't, it just never won me over. And honestly, the way it ends when the credits rolled, my eyes rolled and I groaned audibly in how this decided to like wrap up and roll credits. And, and yeah, that, it it just kept ticking down every every 15 minutes or so. I was like, no, I like this less now. I like this less. And I'm disappointed to say it because I think there was a lot of potential here. More than Lyft. Lyft, I could see what it was from the beginning. This, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe. And and Kim, you're 100% right. The Bill Nye stuff is the peak of this movie because he's so good. He has chemistry with both these actors. Putting the three of them together on screen, it pops. It pops. Yeah, it's it's so wild that that section of the movie I wish had been the whole movie. And uh, yeah, this didn't live up to the promise of its trailer or that that scene, those scenes with Bill Nye. So I'm disappointed to give this a three out of five. Sorry, a two out of five Canadian passports. This movie is so frustrating to me because I can see potential in it. And I feel like it just needed one or two more passes in a writer's room to really get where it needed to go because it did have those highlights with with the Bill Nighy character and even the husband David even though I kind of shit on him a little bit because of his comedy scenes not really hitting for me his dramatic moments were a lot better especially in the moments when he was being challenged by outside sources to kind of turn on his wife or give up his wife I thought those scenes were really powerful for him because I could, even though um, David and Emma did not have chemistry necessarily, like romantic chemistry, I could see that they had, they cared about each other. So it's kind of hard to explain, but I, I could see that there was caring. And especially in those scenes when he was being, there was pressure on him to, to kind of um, help the bad people in the movie find his wife he stood pretty firm in in that that he was going to stand by his wife's side so it wasn't a complete failure in in that kind of way as far as like their their relationship went but it it didn't go 100 percent. it was like maybe 40 percent for me i was like okay i'm i'm kind of on board for this you're not fully selling me but i can kind of see where you wanted to go with it and because of that i can i can I, I can somewhat forgive this movie for all the flaws it had. Not not so much the flaws when it came to um what was it called? The was it the syndicate or something that they threw in in the last third of the film yeah, the where syndicate, the syndicate yeah, or Spectre, something. Whatever. <laughs> Spectrum. I, I don't even know what it was called, but some some evil, evil organization was hunting the wife. So it was like the police were after the wife and also some evil organization was after the wife. And that felt just so thrown in last minute to add stakes to the film. I was just like, okay, sure. Everyone's after her, whatever. 
Um, but Amazon is never going to do a full miss for me. Amazon has too much money. They're going to put out something that's at least digestible to watch. Even if they're, even if it's not an A plus, it'll be a C minus. And this for me, it was a very much a C minus. I could get through it. I think, and this is such a nitpick. It really, really is. But I could not get over how completely unnecessary the children were in this film. God, yeah. They might, I, they I might just, as well have been a it's, dog. It's, <laughs> how else are we going to well. sell our dogs and Nintendo Switches, people? Uh, like, there's, it's, it's one thing for me if you want to have one kid. Okay, cool. They have one kid. They, they're a family. They're bonded. Whatever. You got two useless kids? What's the point? <laughs> I, 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 every, time, every time two kids showed up on screen my anger spikes just a little bit and I don't, you know, I can't explain it. I'll talk to my therapist about it, but <laughs> it was just so useless. And it just reminded me every time that both the kids were on the screen that they've done nothing with these kids. They've, they've done nothing to build a family, like a family unit for this film to make me care about the family. It was just a constant reminder every time they showed up. So every time they showed up, I knocked, this movie down a point, which unfortunately brought me down to um, I, this. This is not a trend tonight, but I'm also going to give this film a 2.5 um, stomach wounds that are fine. not deadly. They're fine. <laughs> out it's of fine. 10. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just a little stomach wound. No word. Straight through. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I think with the kids, it's all about demographics. Because uh, every time I saw the kids on screen, I was like, oh, that's the the OLED um, Nintendo Ooh. Switch that came oh. in white. I really wanted yeah. to get that. Oh. So <laughs> I guess it spoke to me more than it did you. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, just like the last film, I, I this isn't the worst thing ever made. There are definitely worse movies than this. I'm just going to give it a 4.9 out of 10 right away. But I, I, I like Kaylee Kuoko. Again, I, I always liked her character. I wish she can be that character and do this, but it's going to take a little bit more effort. It's going to take people that really know what they're doing, and she's going to have to hire people that can, like, get her in that mindset. Because, um, like, it's a lot of doing your own stunts, too. Um, you can't rely on jump cut editing to fix everything. Overall, it's just bland. I think Dave is just a waste of a, a character, especially, you know, I, I was sold on this being like a true lies. That's what I thought it was going to be. And it wasn't. So I'm mad about it. Yeah, it's it's a 4.9 out of 10 reasons to wear wigs again. Because you know what, guys? Wigs yeah. are in. They've always yeah. been yeah. in. You got to have Love a-, a wig. Yeah. Love a good wig. So is that why you had me wear this wig for the whole role play thing? Like TC, you look amazing in this like forty nine inch bust down blonde wig you have on. I, I, I wish the audience well, at home could see it. Thanks, yeah. girl. You look fierce. Uh, I, I I think I'm gonna lean into this role play, Chad. You're right. We should spice up these reviews a little bit more. 